Broadcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. Get out! What? Get out! Uh-huh. I had a nickel. Every time someone told me to get out. Cecil, you always talk uh, at very loud. I can't hear what you're saying. Uh-huh. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay? It's probably better than that. Oh, way. Cecil, come on. You're pretty neat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, LA! Oh, I miss you. I miss you, LA. Uh-huh. I do. I know we're in LA County, but it still feels far. It still feels so far. That's a good thing or a bad thing? It's it's a great thing because I love change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I miss... It's like a abusive boyfriend. Like, I miss... Not that I miss abuse. <laughs> that is a good way to describe L.A. It's an abusive it boyfriend. It's like, oh, I wonder what it's doing. Yeah. You know? Talks I hope it's okay. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. <laughs> You're fat. <laughs> <laughs> you're fat and you're ugly. You're says fat LA. and ugly and a failure. Whoa! Whoa. Oh. Happy what, Monday, everyone. What, boyf- what boyfriends did you used to have? Nothing. Yeah. Nobody. No. Just myself and my cats. Your cats. My cats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Irish today. Hi, Boo. Hey, Boo. How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm great. What's going down? Three cups of coffee. I'm in my third cup of coffee. Oh, yeah, about to start my first diet A&W. Which is caffeine-free, uh, so oh, that means... Oh, <laughs> I grabbed it because I needed Did to you? perk me up. I forgot it was I, caffeine-free. Sorry. What's the point? I, well, no it is sugar, a delicious drink. No sugar, no caffeine. Drink. It's a delicious drink. It's like drinking dirty water. Well, that's... What's going on, boo? That's negative, boo. Yeah. Wouldn't be on the up and up. I'll be, I'll be more positive about <laughs> you've my You've been a little soda. angry lately. Have I? You've been having a little, yeah, you've been having some flare-ups. Really? Yeah. When? With, <laughs> you're genuinely surprised right now. Yeah. Well, uh, hello with the DoorDash person. Oh, yeah. Well, that's. No, it's not. That's it's a more. Flare-up. That's more professional anger. What? It Why is it professional? Well, it's, it's of a <laughs> professional context. I feel like anger. Consumer-based anger. <laughs> okay, can you just break uh-huh. it down for me? Because yeah. I don't get it. No, I'm not like literally. I'm not angry. I just get annoyed at how incompetent <laughs> DoorDash drivers are. But you, in turn, uh-huh. get angry about that. Yeah. So that, yeah. But it, but it doesn't carry over. Like, I don't bring it back into the home. Well, no, you do because oh, you yeah. you rant about uh-huh. it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're always ranting about it in the home. <laughs> <laughs> it's in here. It's hmm. our home. But it doesn't carry. Like you're not a monster. Like, I'm not mad at once you. Once I open the food, open the package, then all the anger's gone. 
Like, you, know, you see, there's no, is like, Is it, though? Because, no, because usually there's, if they miss something, which well, is a frustrating yeah, thing. Oh. Listen. Should I, should I... I think you should... Give some context? I think you should give some context. Well, I just, and I, let me preface this by saying I'm okay. completely aware of what a first world problem this is. And that, white privilege. Is, and well, I don't even know if it's I white... Think it's, is it yeah. white privilege? Not just white people order takeout. Where are you going? I have to get Charlie got alone. up in the I'm middle. Sorry. <laughs> He's so annoying. Okay, I thought he oh. his bones. Come on, Charlie. Are gonna have weird poops later. No, it's just I, I know it's 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 ridiculous to complain okay. about uh, delivered food. You know, <laughs> yes. there are parts of this world where people don't even have food, much less the option to have it delivered to their door. Um, but my point is, I've been there. Yes, I used you have to been. drive DoorDash. Okay. Uh, I used to complain about Lyft and Uber, Uber drivers. I've been there. I used to drive Lyft. My point is, every time, like the last few months, I would say 90% of the time that we order takeout delivered, uh, the drivers, they'll just call and they're like, hey. <laughs> I'm like, this is Dave. Uh, hey, this is DoorDash. The guy at your food. That's great. Uh the address is over the door. Oh, okay. And then one time the guy's like, can you meet me in the street? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Contactless delivery. My address is well lit, clearly marked. Okay. Every time they call. Okay. And this is my point, is a lot of these drivers, they act like, it'd be different if we went over to your 79-year-old father's house in the middle of the night, kicked in the door and said, hey, old man, take this pizza to Dave Stone. And he's like, <laughs> What? What's happening? <laughs> but it's like, you signed up for this job, correct? This is like, you woke up this morning knowing that you would go deliver for DoorDash, correct? Yes. Like, these drivers act like someone just kicked in their door and said, hey, take this to someone. And they're like, well, who are you? Where do I go? What do I do? They act like they have no idea what's going on. Okay. They call and they're, they're like, I can't find. The other guy, the other day, the guy dropped it off next door. And I, when I walked out there, he, was, he just dropped it off and walked away. And I said, hey, is that uh, the number? I, I don't give out her address, but it's like, is that blankety blank? And he's like, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> blankety blank's over here, dude. Oh, oh, okay. Duh. And I just pointed to the address. So it's clearly lit, well lit. Like, but it, my point, I know it's crazy, too. But it's the same thing, like, when I use, a lot of times you take Lyft or Uber, people act like, they were just at home, at sl- home asleep, and it someone is. knocked on the door and asked them to give me a ride. I get it. I, I see. It's like they're, I'm imposing upon you, mm-hmm. but it's your job. Mm-hmm. It would be like... Yeah, they act like they're doing me a favor, but right. like, it's your job. I'm, I tip you well. You know, what, what's the problem? That's true. But it, really, some of these people act like that they were just walking down the street, minding their own business, and someone parachuted out of the sky and asked <laughs> them to take this burrito to me. <laughs> they're like, what? Well, (laughs) that's so true. Sorry. I mean, going back to Lyft and Uber, I don't know how many Uber rides I've taken, not given, but taken when the driver doesn't even have the the mount for the phone. Oh, where they're holding the the steering wheel's in the left hand, the phone's (laughs) in the right hand, and they're looking down. They're looking down at their phone every five (laughs) seconds, trying to figure out where they're going. I'm like. You you knew you were doing this today, correct? Yeah. Maybe in, drop 12 bucks and get a little mount for your phone if this is how you earn your living, or at least part of your living. Like, I got it. prepare, you idiot. I think, okay, I understand a little bit because I'm like, okay, our house 
is in the worst neighborhood to park. There is zero parking. There's a driveway. Zero parking. Five Very feet dangerous from our door. parking situations because it's it's a fast street. Mm-hmm. Uh, our driveway is hidden, so people are scared. It's not hidden. There's you just got to slow down and look. I think that's where it's like, okay, I'm sure people on our block have been like, oh, I'll just run outside and get it. Well, I used to do that, but now contactless delivery. It's better for both parties if you just leave it at the door. Here's the other thing they do at DoorDash, (laughs) too. All right? Answer me this. If it was your job (laughs) to go pick up food and deliver it to people's home addresses, when you got there, if you finally figured out the maze that is our neighborhood, even though we live on the main street, our door is 12 feet from the main street, our address is well-marked, clearly lit, if by some chance you can figure that out... You finally make it to the house. Answer me this. If your job was to deliver food to people's homes when you got there, and, I, and they're adhering to the contactless delivery, I get that. Leave it at the door. They leave it at the door, and then they don't knock on the door. Yeah, that's weird. And I, I, I get that, that it's an app-based thing. I'm getting this from an app, and I get that odds are I'm, I'm tracking you. You know, they give you updates. Hey, your dasher has picked up your order. Your dasher is en route to your home. I get that. What happens if, you know, my internet goes out, I lose my phone, they're tw- like, they, they put it at the door and then they just walk away. And then they do this thing where they text you, but the text always comes in literally like 30, 40 minutes later. Really? Because my text comes in mine, very fast. No, mine always comes in 30, 40 minutes later. I don't know what's up with that. Maybe but my point is, like you, you drop it off at the door. <laughs> Why not take that literal extra one step and ta, 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 knock on the door and then, and then walk away? You don't have to sit there and wait for me to answer, but bang, 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 photo here, and then you walk away. Yeah. They can't even do that. Well, I agree with you. And then someone, you know, some, if it stays there 10, 15 minutes, especially mm-hmm. in this neighborhood, right near a busy street, someone's probably going to jack that, you know? Like, oh, look at that. There's some fresh tech out. Yoink. But if they'd have just knocked on the door. Yeah. They should knock. Here. I understand that. I think what threw me as maybe a little, you know, a little displaced anger uh-huh. was when you caught the guy outside and he was about to just hand you your food, and you just pointed to the thing and then said, contactless delivery. And then you came in, and you shut the door, and then you resumed and well, got Well, that was it. for his benefit. That way yeah. we don't have to, you know, hand off. We don't have to be two feet from each other. I think that's, that was a little like, okay. Well, he's the one that, that's the guy that was dropping it off next door. Okay, but I thought that, oh, I thought those were two separate No, no, people. he was, I that came was out, okay. I, I could tell via the app that he was close, I came out, he's next door, I watched him drop it off and walk away, I and see. then I said, hey, is that such and such? And he goes, huh? You caught him. Yeah. You caught him He was just going to drop it off at the wrong door and walk away. Hey, kiss my ass. And that's when I pointed to our address and go, yeah. such and such, clearly lit, and I shut the door <laughs> so he could drop it off right there, and then, you know... <laughs> I know this is stupid to complain about. I'm well aware. But it's, it, you know what it is, though? Seriously, the bigger picture, it's, and I really, look, I understand it's harsh economic times. Horrible. I've technically lost my job for a year. That's true. You know, so I, I get it. But I think, I don't know if it has to do with at least I'm working and it's modern entitlement. It's yeah. like, hey, I'm, just me being here is enough, right? Like, I tried, like... It's this entitlement of of, I don't have to do my job correctly. Yes. 
and it's you know if if all jobs count if there is no menial job then and i do believe in that even if you're delivering pizzas do your job correctly right and again this isn't some game show where we woke you up out of bed and handed you a pizza to deliver this is your job and also not to demean your job, because, again, I've been there, but this ain't rocket science. <laughs> you go pick up the food, and you deliver yeah. it to an address. Well, this is not complicated. What about, okay, for example, with when Jack came over this mm-hmm. past weekend, my beautiful, beautiful nephew, uh-huh. for a sleepover, I am the aunt of the year because mm-hmm. I delivered dessert. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, I did. Okay, so I got ice cream. Well, frozen yogurt delivered, uh-huh. which is, I mean, that's big. That's yeah. a big get. Yeah. Like, if you're it, 15, yeah. visiting your Aunt Katie and Uncle Dave, you get frozen yogurt delivered? Yes, please. That's a good score. However, um, <laughs> it took about oh, God. two hours. Again, she called. And Jack is one of those people who, my nephew, guys, just a doll, but he does not say much mm-hmm. and doesn't complain and is very easygoing. So at one point, he looked at me, and we were almost done with the movie, Anchorman, smash hit, <laughs> and he's just like, is the ice cream coming soon? And at that point, I had to check in because I was like, this is, Jack would never say a word. Mm-hmm. So I get a phone call. From Cindy. Cindy. <laughs> Cynthia. Uh, she was very like, hello, Katie. Uh, it's gotta, uh, I, um, I just got your text that you wanted DoorDash. And I was like, uh-huh. And she's like, I don't know. It just came into my feed. Like she was explaining uh-huh. to me what happened. And I had to like, do you still want it? Do you still <laughs> want what you ordered? Yes, I do. And I wanted to say no, like Cindy, it's okay. Take the night off. I get it. You have 10 kids. You got to go home. Mm-hmm. She sounded very momish, and mm-hmm. I have other shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I said, no, yes, please. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like my ice cream because my nephew, who is visiting, needs his goddamn ice cream. I realize <laughs> that I could easily go to 7-Eleven and get some sort of ice cream. It's not the same. Okay, Cindy? Mm-hmm. I am excited about Yogurt Land. Jack's excited about Yogurt Land. Dave's excited for Yogurt Land. And Aunt Katie's excited for Yogurt Land. And then she just said, okay, well, I guess I'm on the way there. Yeah, she asked if you still want it. <laughs> Do you I, still I, want I it? Think what Are her you problem, on the way there? I think what confused her was sometimes when you place the order, sometimes there's not always a driver ready. Okay. So the order still gets placed. It still goes to the restaurant, you know, the order. It still gets prepared. But then, you know, sometimes these orders might be sitting in limbo for 5, 10, 20 minutes waiting on the next available driver. I think she was on another call. Then your, your order came in, and she saw that it had been sitting there. It got placed 20 minutes ago, and she's just now seeing it. So she's panicking. Gotcha. Like, oh, they're going to think I'm late. Do you still want this order? Like, so yeah, yeah, I still do. I think it was definitely a I'm going to act really chaotic. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to hope this woman says no so I can just get the fuck out of here and go home, which I get. Trust me. I was a driver's ed instructor. Mm -hmm. I used to take the kids home early because they were like, I'm done. And I'd be like, all right. Mm -hmm. It was like 10 minutes early. Who cares? Well, apparently they did because I got fired. Mm -hmm. But, like, I understand 
I want to get the hell home. But then she said, okay, well, I, I'll, I guess I'll be there in like 20 minutes. Like, okay. Okay. And she's like, what's your address? What's your address? It's probably on your phone. <laughs> so I gave her my address and yeah, 25 to 30 minutes later, Cindy dropped it off at the doorstep, contactless, mm-hmm. beautiful delivery. But she sounded so frantic you said that it would be really funny if she like showed up with her five kids. Yeah, it sounded like <laughs> sounded like she was out doing mom stuff, and then this yes. order came in. And I, I thought it'd be just... funny if you, you look through the people, and there she is with her three kids. Hi, hello. We have your ice cream. Also, can we use your bathroom? <laughs> Got anything to eat? We need snacks. <laughs> Come on in, Cindy. I mean, I love the confidence. The confidence. Confidence is pretty great. It's just, and again, I know it's dumb to complain about stuff like this, but it's, I really do think it's modern entitlement of like, hey, I got a job. I showed up to work. What else do you want from me? Well, well I'd kind of like you to do your job correctly. That's the other thing. They're not doing us favors. This isn't charity. We're paying for the food, paying for a delivery fee, paying a tip. Well, like, and I tip well. I don't You're tip. not doing yeah. me a solid. You're doing your job and I'm paying for it. What's the problem? But yeah, just this entitlement of like, ugh, I got to get out of the car. One guy just asked me to meet him in the street, and I said no. Yeah, it, that contactless was a delivery. <laughs> Literally, our door is five feet from the street. <laughs> Literally, there's a place to park in our driveway, ten feet from the door. Dude, this ain't hard, and the the address is well lit. I don't know, I just but feel, every time, yeah. every time, and I'm not exaggerating. Okay, every, I guess I am. 95% of the time, there's some little issue. There's a phone, last night, got an unnecessary phone call. Hello, (laughs) this is your DoorDash driver? I'll be there in one minute. Okay. So they're letting you know that to go outside and get the thing. Is that what that is? That's what that is. Okay. No no dice, (laughs) I'm not biting on that. I know. What a pointless phone call that was. Hey, I'll be there in a minute. Great. Do you, what if he said... Hey, I'll be there in a minute. Do you mind? Yes, I do. I do. You would say based on principle, especially now with the contact. Can you do me a favor? No. Well, then, can can I have half my tip back? (laughs) Yes, I'll do that if you give me half my tip back. I I wouldn't. I don't care if they ask. I don't care if people ask. Like, hey, and I I'll do. No, that's shitty. That's someone doing their job shittily. I don't even know if that's a word. But I think it might. My point is, I've been there. No. When I did it, when I did that job, I didn't even think that I was going above and beyond and I was trying to win the DoorDash award. I go pick up the food, I locate their house, (laughs) and I deliver it to their door. How is this complicated? Well, and I'm not trying to get you riled up, (laughs) but do you want to, but you were a driver and you did get asked to not work for the company anymore, remember? Well, that, had no, that, was, that was Postmates. That was a whole, <laughs> that was a whole different thing. That had thing. nothing to do with my job performance. <laughs> that had to do with my social media. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I don't ah. care what you're doing. If you're working for DoorDash, you're doing open heart surgery, you're digging ditches, whatever it is, do your best. Can you imagine if a heart surgeon was like, eh, I did half. Yeah, I showed up, that's <laughs> enough. It's this, I'm here, what else do you want from me? And it's not anything new. I've I've been a boss before. I've had employees just unreal, just unreal entitlement. Like, are you kidding me? Just, yeah. And again, we're not. This isn't this isn't police work where your life's in danger or you're making life and death decisions at a, at a split second's notice. Go pick up the food. 
bring it to the door, knock on the door, you're done. It's not complicated, but just... I just get all these like, well, and the fact that they can't, they can never find your, well, I can't, I don't know where you're at. I'm on the busiest street in town with a very well-lit address. I think we should get a flag. Yeah. Like, those would be fun. Yeah. You know those seasonal flags? I'm just going to lean into my weird antness. Just a unique, yeah. No, Look for the panda bear flag. (laughs) Yeah, like a happy fall. Happy winter. See, then we'll know what season it is mm-hmm. because in quarantine, no one knows. Yeah. And then also California. In Southern California, yeah, you never know. You don't know either. So it's like, we'll remind, I'll be reminded, oh, it's fall. I should get a pumpkin soon. <laughs> you know? <coughs> well, I, uh, I'm not the only one <laughs> who's got anger issues. Okay, your anger is way worse than mine. The fuck you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have been angry at organizing. Um, yeah, but you also were the victim of some anger. I was. Day. Oh, right. You got some road rage. Oh my gosh, I did. Two different incidents in the same five yeah. minutes. I'm taking my beautiful nephew. I'm driving him to a sleepover of his goddamn dreams. I'm bringing joy to a 15 year old with all my heart. Right. Mm-hmm. I drive him to Long Beach. Usually, it's peaceful. There's a nice little beach scent. Sometimes it smells bad. Sometimes it's good. We don't know. <laughs> On this particular drive, we're almost at the apartment. And there was a man who was backing up aggressively. And he was in the wrong in the other. Like when you back up, his butt of the car <coughs> was in my lane. Okay. Okay. He is turning his vehicle and about to go. So he's slowly moving forward. So his butt of the car is moving, right? So he's in a parking space that you're waiting to get that space? No, no, no. That was a different one. Okay. Uh, This guy was just trying to do a quick maneuver. Like he was trying to turn around, do a U-turn. Gotcha. And was just trying to get away. Uh So I went around him, Uh the back, and he looked me dead in the eye and called me the N-word. Now, was he making a left U-turn? So, like, you going around him, you went around him via, on the left. On, his, on the right. Oh, you went around I'm on, on the his right passenger side. side. I'm on the right side of the street. Uh-huh. He's on the left. Oh, he's coming. Y'all are coming opposite directions. Yes. Gotcha. But he had done, like, a three-point turn. Mm-hmm. So he was in front of me, turned around, and then backed up. Okay. Was on his way in the front. I didn't give him, I guess, ample time. Mm-hmm. I went around because there were traffic behind me. And then I got, there was rage in his eyes. And he said, N-word. And then I didn't hear because I, I was afraid. Hmm. <laughs> but I've never been called that. I which have. Which is interesting. And it's, it's, it catches you off guard. It's, it's odd. Hmm. Well, and then Jack, and Jack's sweet. Mm-hmm. But he looked scared. So then I had to be in control. And I was like, oh, that, that never happens here. It's really because I don't want him to be like, wow, Aunt Katie lives in a shanty, scary area. Yeah. I don't. It's beautiful and wonderful. That guy just happened to have rage. So then uh, trying to get a parking spot. We all know how that is. It's hard. Uh, see an open one. Have my I pull up because I do the back first. You know, when you do a, uh, which, what's it? When parallel parking. Parallel parking. There you go. There it is. 
I pull up, have my little blinker on. There is somebody coming behind me, and she's mad Mm -hmm. because guess what? I got the spot, Mm -hmm. okay? I'm sitting there. I got my blinker on, and I can, you know when you look in the rearview mirror and you're like, okay, just go around me. Yeah. Yes, you're going to have to go around me, Mm -hmm. and I'm asking you to do an illegal maneuver, however. Or you can wait. You can wait. You just wait for me to. Uh, we all live in this city. We all deal with the same parking struggles. You've but been she there, was lady. Doing that thing, which is a very good move, passive aggressive, but aggressive, I guess. Where she was scooting forward, so mm-hmm. she wanted the spot. Oh, like she was wondering. She, she was, was trying to go in. She was trying to bully forward, me, face forward. Yes. And what do you think I'm doing up here, lady? I just sat. <laughs> I said to Jack, "I was like, sometimes you just have to sit." To get your point across. <laughs> he was like, uh-huh. And then she called me a B word and, uh, you know, stupid ass bitch. Uh-huh. I don't know why. All this happened in the same Yeah, same trip. exact drive. Wow. That first guy, it would have been funny if you just said, oh, shut up, Jew. <laughs> I know. Because he wasn't Jewish. No, but Jack, you could tell he was a little scarred. Hmm. And I was like, damn it. Damn it. I'm not trying to bring chaos into your life. I just want you to have frozen yogurt Mm -hmm. and a beautiful time. I don't fucking know. Sorry, effing no. I'm trying to be better at swearing, but I'm a construction worker now. Yeah, you really are. Did we talk about that last week? About (laughs) how you're turning into a construction worker? (laughs) keep yelling and cussing. You've got this aggressive uh, masculine energy now that you've been painting and hammering and I moving stuff. I can do stuff. anything. You got a tool belt now? Yeah. I do. It's so helpful. And I have one of those uh, marker, not markers, it's like a color pencil yeah. that you like mark where you want to put your cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool screw. Okay. There's a whole, by the way, did you know there's like a whole world of like screws and bolts and nuts? Yeah, it's called and, Home Depot. Yeah, but I uh-huh. mean, at Walmart. Oh, yeah? These are at places like Walmart and Target. I've never known. Yeah, Walmart and Target have a they small have hardware saws, section. They have saws. They have things, knives. I mean, I could go on. Mm-hmm. But that's just a whole new world I've never known about. You're having fun. I'm having fun. You've been working nonstop for about three weeks now yeah. uh, on home repairs. You, yeah. You started off painting. You Got painted the, paint the entire house. You painted the entire living room. Top in, to bottom. Entire bedroom. Yep. Uh, then you hang, you hung curtains. Yep. And as you, we've got curtains on every window, which means we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, and then two in the bedroom. Uh, eight different curtains. Yeah. Curtain rods, everybody. And yeah. if, if, if you're listening and you've put up curtain rods, God bless you. You're doing the Lord's work yeah. because it's the hardest, most aggressive, angry thing. And yeah. that's how my, I tapped into my anger. See, you're putting your quarantine anger onto mm-hmm. DoorDash people. And, but I'm not. And I'm, I'm taking my quarantine I'm being out irrational. on. No, you're not being irrational, but I'm just And I'm saying. not being mean to these people, by the way. I'm, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, being, a little, like I'm being a little short <laughs> with sorry. them. But I'm not being verbally abusive or anything. No. I'm just being, when they call, I'm like, yes. Wouldn't no, I can't do so that. would be so funny if you were just sitting in your camping chair like, I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> Contactless delivery. But I'm really, I'm not being, no. I mean, I'm being short with them. I like just enough to let them know that I'm annoyed, but I'm not abusive. That's true. But I take that back. I, I don't like know why I was trying to lump you into my anger. That's okay. You know, it's a weird time. It is. It's weird. Uh, I don't know, boo. I'm sorry. That's all right. I apologize. But you're you're doing good work over here, boo. You, uh, really you're am. on your second 
set of curtains. Am, yes. Yeah, the first, the first ones. sets, uh, you didn't care for them. You just asked me. That's the thing, boo. If you there were a couple me, whoopsies. If you ask me my opinion, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be oh. honest with you. No. That, okay, no, sorry. I'm not supposed to be honest? No, oh, uh-huh. see, that's, no? oh, you're oh. so good at that. You're so good at, like, listening and then responding. Uh-huh. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> no. I forgot what I was saying. I really did. When you asked me if I liked the curtains. And yeah. I said, they look they're like- okay. <laughs> they kind It kind of looks like bed sheets. Because they were white with, like, blue pinstripes. And it just kind of looked like, because they were white and thin, they looked like someone hung up their bed sheets. And the second you said that, I was like, yeah, he's right. Yeah. And I hated that you were right, because that meant so much more work for me. But I told you I'm okay with it. I can live with it. Yeah, but then you know? I couldn't see anything but bed sheets, mm-hmm. boo. Yeah. I, at first, I saw airy, fun. I was going for, like, an airy, we live by the beach look. Mm-hmm. And now I just said, hey, guess what? We're in a theatrical maze. Yeah, the curtains now make <laughs> this apartment look like a uh, registered historical site. I would love real, to live in an old school historic site. You got a real antebellum vibe to them. Yeah. Yeah, come over for tea. Mm-hmm. Let's invite the mayor. Yeah. Is that Annabellum? I guess it could I don't be. Know. Where's Annabellum? Let's invite the mayor. <laughs> I'll get my ball gown on. Come down. Come down for some tea, Mr. Mayor. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and then yesterday, uh, yes, or two days ago, was it two days? Yeah, two days ago, I. Uh, Smoked a bunch of chicken wings for Jack. Oh, my God. Those were so and good. And I made some homemade ranch. And then... Uh, they were the great... That was so good. It was, I mean, it Not was, the ranch, but it, I mean... It was some of my finer work. Um, but whenever I, I smoke a, a, a large quantity of meats, I uh, either try to give some to the local homeless folks or the neighbors. Yeah. And I gave uh, two little samples to two different neighbors. And uh, the next day, <laughs> one of the neighbors came back, and he, we were talking through the window... And he was just raving about how good uh, the ranch dressing was and how he and his girlfriend were, like, hoarding the last little bit of ranch. And then I told him, like, dude, I made a whole bunch of it. Should come get some more. And I had given him a a ramekin, like a nice little cup ramekin. And uh, he goes, well, I got to bring you your cup back. So anyway, uh, I told him to just bring the cup back, and I would just refill it like one of those uh, self-serve water uh, businesses, you know, where you bring your own five gallon jug and it's like a dollar twenty five. I'm going to start like uh, you're bartering food. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and he was going to bring me some taquitos that somebody had given him at a bar at a cookout the other day. But anyway, so I got like some sort of uh, neighborhood food bartering going on. I but love I, how people people love you so much, and they do not like me. That guy doesn't even talk to me. Honestly, I must put out a vibe of don't speak to me. Hmm. I'm insane. Truth be told, I I do wear sweats and haven't done my hair in like ten weeks. You <laughs> you have a. <laughs> Sometimes I could understand how people might be uh, a little hesitant to approach you, just because. Why do I seem mean? You don't seem mean. Sometimes I you don't. just. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know how to say. It's this. okay. No, go ahead. I'm putting my armor on. No, you're just, you're so cheery and smiley that I think it catches people off guard around here sometimes. Like, what's that crazy lady smiling at? I think they're intimidated by your happiness. 
No, I think they think I'm special needs. That's it's what fine. I was trying to say. It's okay. I, I didn't want to say that. I know. Well, I do wear like matching slippers with my sweats and like I I have a little side mouth. Like I do look special at times. I get that. No, you sometimes you have the way you carry yourself like when you're walking Charlie. <laughs> it's 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 a bit chaotic. And you're talking to the dog a lot. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. encouraging yeah. him. Like, Charlie, good potty. Good potty, mm-hmm. Charlie. Good potty. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, Charlie. I know. He's looking now oh, like, he what is. the hell? He's so excited. He's like, you're talking to me, but you're not looking at me. I get it. Um, I'm sorry that people think that giving encouragement to mm-hmm. all creatures on this planet mm-hmm. is off-putting. Yeah. So I apologize for that. That's okay. And, uh... You know, I'm sorry I'm not... Yeah, they were like, people are just so cozy with you. Like, they they like you so much. Oh, yeah? I'm so jealous. Huh. That guy wouldn't have talked to me. He would have been scared to take my well, ranch dressing. Well, I'm... In his defense, I'm I'm the one that gave him chicken and ranch. So yeah, like, but you... we developed a rapport. Well, I give people things. Like, look, there's a desk outside. That's true. <laughs> Anyone can take that. Hello? How generous of you. <laughs> To put your garbage on the sidewalk. <laughs> no one wants my desk. <laughs> you Please. put a bunch of garbage. You put a bunch of used furniture there. So much out there. crap. And the you know, one thing I knew, I said, look, this postmodern, wait, what is it called? Mid-century. Mid-century. Whatever the hell. Anyway, I got this desk from a bunch of beautiful people in Silver Lake. I put it out. I knew. I said to myself, Katie, someone's going to take that. They're going to see the gold that you saw. Uh-huh. And it's just been sitting there, and mm. everything else got taken, mm. including, like, trash. Trash got taken yeah. <laughs> before the desk. It's all right. It's going to get taken by 1-800-JUNK. Yeah, we got to. I like that technique, though. I like throw it out on the curb for a couple of days, see if anybody takes it for free. And there then, you go. And then if there's no takers, we'll call a junk person to come remove it. Listen, I'm into it. I've never done 1-800 junk, but mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for the process. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. See what happens. Where's it going to go? I don't know. Who's going to get it? <laughs> Who knows? What kind of trucks are going to drive away? I in? love when it's 1-800 blank. Mm-hmm. I think that's fun. 1-800 flowers. Yeah, 1-800. Oh, perfect. 1-800 flowers. 1-800 junk. 1-800. Why do you like it so much? Because it's, you know, it's... You know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. Also, it they're taking a word uh-huh. and putting it near numbers. Yeah, that's fun. That is fun. And then uh-huh. I have a fun game. Yeah. Like, I like looking at the, oh, you know, number four is P. I don't know if that's true. Uh-huh. But, you know. Number four is P. What do you like, mean by that? Oh, well, if you oh, say 1-800-JUNK. Gotcha. Do... Do our I phones still phones, even have that? Yes. Yeah, okay. They do. Yeah, I remember back in the day that was a big thing. Yeah. You know? It just reminds me of my childhood. Remember 411? I oh, do. Oh, I wasn't allowed to call it because I called it too many times. Do you remember the uh, phone? I had a phone right before my iPhone where, um, well, I guess that's how this would work. I don't know what I'm trying to oh say. Boy. Number, In Georgia, num- number we didn't one, have phones. <laughs> number one is ABC, right? Yes. Number two is DEF. D- okay. So let's say you wanted to dial the C, you would hit the number one three times real quick. Does that oh. make sense? Oh, like with texting. I think that's how we would text. Are you thinking of paging? Are you thinking of beepers? No, no. My f- I had this <laughs> orange phone right before oh, I left boy. Atlanta. And... Oh, no. You seriously to text? It didn't have any. It, it didn't have a keyboard. It only had the numbers. 
but you could text, and if I wanted to write, you know, the letter C, okay, I would hit the number one button three times real quick. Because if I hit it once, that would be A. If I hit it twice, that would be B. And if I hit it three times, I'd get a C. Uh, okay. So then if I wanted, if the next word was A, then I'd hit the number one button once, C, A. You know what I'm saying? That's how I would text. And Man, it was, it was a challenge. That. It was quite a challenge. But I'm not 100. Yeah, that's true. So... I'm pretty old. And in Georgia, we used to. Back we, in my day, we didn't have cell phones. We just we just tie a note around a frog and hope it hopped in the right direction. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you, Cecil. Oh, I love Cecil. That's oh, amazing. Man. Well, Boo. Yes. Uh, we both have purged our anger this week. I'm glad. So that's good. I'm going to try to be nicer to deli- to people who deliver food to me. And so I'm going to try to be. Out. What am I going to do? Oh. Not yell. You're gonna not yell. You gotta stop cussing. I don't know. You're cussing what I know. a lot this week. I but I'm working on things You're like spitting on the floor, <laughs> scratching your balls. I have been drinking non-alcoholic beer at <laughs> night because I'm like I need a beer. You're turning into a shitty dude. I am. It's so fun being a shitty dude. Yeah, tell me about it. It's like, huh? What? Huh? Tell me. I. It's like give me. Like Twitter size information. Uh-huh. I don't need you talking at me. Because yeah. guess what? I got to organize a goddamn closet. Well, and I love that mindset. I grew up with those kind of dudes, just shitheads. <laughs> and they, they, in their back part, pocket, their ace up their sleeve is that if all else fails, we can fight. Yeah. <laughs> You'll fucking fight me? You kiss my ass. Shut up. That's, the, <laughs> that's their last resort. Like, they just, then they know they've got that in their back pockets, like, fuck you. Yeah. You know, oh, okay. I mean, I get it. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. If they need to fight, get it out. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is the Stonebergs. <laughs> Hi. That's Katie Strandberg. I'm Dave Stone. Uh, we are the Stonebergs. Thank you for listening. You know that by now. Don't know sure who just do. clicks on a podcast. <laughs> they don't even know what it is. What if they just but uh, we're up? here for you. We're here to answer your voicemails, to offer advice and encouragement. Any type of anger. If you need us to be yeah. angry at you, let's just, you know, whatever, tell us what you need. Whatever you need. 562-548-2012 in that order. Should we take some calls? Heck yes, let's go. Hi, Dave and Katie. This is Emily from North Dakota. I love you guys. Love the podcast. Also a longtime fan of the Boogie Monster. Anyways, I know you like the show Fargo, and I wanted to ask if you've seen the trailers for season four yet. It's premiering on September 27th uh, on FX and next day on Hulu for all the new episodes. Uh, I'm sure you already knew that, but I just found out, and I'm super excited. I don't know anybody else that really likes that show. <laughs> so uh, I guess my question is, like, what do you think about the upcoming new season? Are are you as excited as I am? Uh hope you guys are doing great. Keep the great content coming. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. All right, Emily, thanks for checking in. Hi, Emily. Yes, I am very excited about Fargo Season 4. It was supposed to come out, I think, in April. Yeah, what happened? Uh, COVID and it set back production or something, I don't know. Uh, But yeah, September 27th, uh, finally, Season 4. Very excited. Uh, Chris Rock is stars in it, right? Chris Rock. Oh, yeah. yes. It's the only person, only actor I really know. That's, I've seen the trailer, but I can't remember who else uh, popped up in that. But it's set, I think, in the 50s in Kansas City. If you remember in season two, uh, the Gerhards oh, were right, right, right. at war with the Kansas City Mafia. And I think maybe this is 
maybe more of an origin story for the, for those characters. It's such a good show. It's such a good show. It's incredible. It, it really, really is. is. If people haven't seen it, uh, three seasons out right now. They're all on Hulu, and it's one of those uh, series where. What do you call it? Is that more, they call that like an anthology where every season it's a different cast of characters and a different story arc? Yeah, I think, isn't like that like Detective. American American Horror Story? I think American Horror Story, is I like think it's that, that way. I don't know. I know True yes. Detective was that way. Um, but I like that, where yeah. it's it's still the same universe, but different characters. And so, well, and sometimes the characters kind of overlap from season one to season two or three, or whatever. For example, uh, Emily, if you're a big fan of the show, uh, some great Easter eggs in seasons one and two. Um, and there, I think there's some Easter eggs, uh, that connect to season three, but for example, season two, the Gerhardt's, the, the, the crime family. Okay. They're, uh, one of their hitmen, one of their lynchmen, is uh, that Native American dude, Hansi, Hansi Dent. Okay. And you know who I'm talking about? Yes, he's terrifying. Terrifying. Just such a great, that actor just killed that Oh, and the acting is insane. Everybody's everybody's great. But Hansi Dent in season two, uh, we actually see him in season one and don't realize it. Uh, In season one, the crime boss that's uh, eating at the Chinese restaurant, remember when they showed the Chinese restaurant and they're having... Uh, you could tell they're having kind of a, a mafia meeting, oh, and they're all right, in the right. back room, and they're talking about what happened to Sam Hess, and yes. then the, the underlings are like, well, here's the story. You know, they don't think it's related to the business. It's domestic-related, blah, blah, blah. And then the boss, who's eating the head of the fish, is like, you know, uh, whatever that guy said, we're, we're sending so-and-so to go uh, apprehend, and then the boss goes, not apprehend, dead. Kill or be killed, or whatever the saying he says, and then he takes a big bite of fish. Anyway, whatever he said, I don't have the exact quote, uh, not apprehend, dead, kill or be killed, something, something, something. At the end of season two, when uh, the very last episode, when Hansi's sitting in the baseball park watching the two boys play, and then he's meeting a guy who's giving him a new passport and a new social security card and everything, he says the exact same thing, Ooh. and he talks about how he's probably going to get facial Reconstruction surgery or cosmetic surgery to conceal his identity. That's those are the same characters. Ah, Hansi goes on to be the head of I don't know if that's the Fargo or Duluth or anyway, but he's the guy. Hans, the Native American of season two, is the same character as that mob boss sitting at the Chinese restaurant, who shortly thereafter goes back to the office and the whole office gets assassinated by Billy Bob Thornton's character. So anyway, Ooh, spoiler. That's a great well. It's been out several years. Anyway, also the same scene when he's sitting there at the baseball field watching the two boys play. If you notice, the two boys he's watching play, one's got dark hair, one's got blonde hair. The taller blonde-headed guy is deaf. They're using sign language. Those are the hitmen from season one who go to figure out who killed Sam Hess. I remember you, (laughs) you screamed. In excitement uh-huh. when when you saw that. Yeah. It was I was concerned. Yeah. I thought, oh, the Braves won a World Cup or whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> And then yeah. another another little crossover, that uh, the character I'm talking about now, the the tall deaf guy who's the hitman. Oh, I who, love him. Who plays great in season one. He shows up in season three. Yeah. When the girl is uh in jail and she's on the bus and she's getting oh. transported. Then they pan over and sitting next to her is that dude. When they reveal that dude and then those drums kicked in, I a know. Doom, 
doom, I know. doom. That you were a I, goner. I, I got. I literally got out of my seat. And went yeah. <laughs> That's my boo. Oh Listen. man, that show is so damn good. I've literally seen season one and two. Season three is the weaker of the three. Uh, Which one was that? Season three is uh, who's the guy I don't oh, really care for. Oh, you don't for. like Ewan, Mc- Ewan. Yeah. Ewan McGregor. Ewan. He's okay. Is he did Ewan? okay. Yeah. And he plays uh, well, two characters. Well, you never saw Moulin Rouge because he, he really just takes it up a notch oh, in really? the musical world. Is he singing, dancing? <sighs> yes. Yeah, I never and saw And he's that. in love with Nicole Kidman. <sighs> but she dies. Yeah. Nicole Kidman bores the hell out of me. She is very boring, but beautiful and weight goals. Am I right? Beautiful. I don't never thought oh, she was she's that beautiful. Oh, she's gorgeous. She's like, a, she's like a swan. Oh, she looks like a box kite. Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> Season three is the weaker of the three so far. It's still very good. It took me, I had to watch it a second time to really appreciate it. But season one and two, I've seen both of those in their entirety eight to ten times. I've seen the whole seasons. Season eight to ten times. Where's Kristen Dunst, too? She's in two? Kirsten? Kirsten. Yeah, season two. She's great. I Uh, love her. Jesse Plemons. Fun fact. He's great. Talk about Easter eggs. Uh Okay, Emily, you're going to love this one. In season two, I have a shirt. Of one of the characters. Oh, wait I'm go. really positive. It is the actual shirt. Remember, we had this discussion. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Of the man yeah, yeah. wearing the denim shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what episode. Yeah. I don't remember really who it was. So, Emily, know that I know I have. It was uh, the main character. The, main character. The, the cute uh, one. He's The sheriff's cute. deputy. Or the sheriff's. He's the sheriff. No, he's, he's just, uh, oh, he's a state police. Yeah, you're dancing uh, with the wrong girl. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't say it like that, but <laughs> but I can't uh, recommend that show enough to people who haven't good. seen it. Um, I don't it's know. No what it's no Parenthood, but it's it's good. Correct. It is no Parenthood. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to make my nephew watch it. Remember, yeah, he's not going to be. Who wants that. to watch Parenthood? Oh, man. All right, but yeah, uh, Emily, I'm very excited. Uh, Chris Rock's in season four. Um, oh. I, I mean, it's just going to be great. Those. Uh, they're just, they nail it. They do. The, who's the guy that writes it? Noah Galley, I think. Golly, Galley. Uh, Smart. Um, Smart guy. Probably yeah. a typewriter. Start with season one. The pilot of season one is one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. Like, really so good. much uh, crazy stuff happens in that pilot. That uh, Oh, boy. And then who's the dude, uh, the main character, or one of the main characters in season one? Um, the dude that was in the original office. Jim? He was, uh, he was also in The Hobbit. Or was the Hobbit? You know what I'm um, talking about. That guy was the gym kid. I don't know what they were called in the original. Oh, in the office. original office. But yeah, uh, he. Yes. I, okay. Yes, he was. He, he kind of played that character. Yeah. I don't know if his character's name was Jim, but I think it was Jim. He was the uh, Krasinski character of the original uh, British version. Anyway, he plays just such a great loser, like such a putz. And he's also in Love Actually, a smash hit film. Oh yeah, which I love. I never saw that one. It's pretty great. Would I like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you would love Creep. Yeah. Creep and Love Actually. You keep trying to get me to watch Creep. I want you to watch Creep so bad. I feel like you're going to love it. I understand you don't want to watch it. It's 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 just, I don't know what to do. Well. We'll get into that later. Sounds- That's a whole different bag of bones. <laughs> All right. Emily, uh, thanks for checking in. And, uh, yeah, call back after you uh, after it comes on and we'll, yeah. we'll talk more about it. Yay, Emily. All right. Moving right along. Hey, gang. Uh, this is Adam. From Houston, Texas, uh, big fan of the show. Uh, not a hundred percent sure how to phrase this, 
but I am uh, potentially uh, caught a case of uh, leukemia or lymphoma, which is a bummer. Uh, Dave, I saw you when we were uh, together in uh, the last time you got to get out of the house, uh, this message is probably running a little long, but uh, just uh, want to know how you and Katie deal with, uh, you know, traumatic life events and and all that. So wish you all the best. Um, love the show. Uh, hope to see you soon. Adam. Oh my gosh, Adam, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's... I uh... am so sorry. Uh, You are, first of all, the way you phrased that, which was, I got a case. I thought he was going to say, like, chlamydia. I thought he was going to (laughs) say chlamydia or mono. I don't know. Whatever happened to mono? Anyway, uh, Adam, I'm so sorry. And that is a tragic life event. And and it's good that you recognize that. I... uh, I remember when my sister, and I don't mean to just make, I I say this, there's a point. When my sister got diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, it was as if a death happened, like in my family. Like we all cried. It was horrible. And I remember she got really upset because it scared her more. Like we, I guess our reaction was making it more about us because mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all narcissists in my family. <laughs> and she said, okay, no, I got this. And the thing I do know about sicknesses is it really is, it's it's horrible. This isn't your fault. Um, but it is also an invitation for you to check your mindset in ways because my sister taught me, look, I have cancer, but I, I'm i still going to live my life mm-hmm. and I'm still going to treat myself. Like I remember after uh, radiation, she would go to Nordstrom's, a smash hit store, and buy herself a dress. Mm-hmm. And I remember our car ride after and I would be like, why, why do you get a dress? <laughs> and she was just like, because radiation's really hard, Katie. And that always stuck with me because, oh, okay, yeah, that is hard. And I just think sometimes we just don't know how to connect mm-hmm. because when someone's going through something so, so hard, you, you don't really know. I was young. I thought cancer was like a cold. I wasn't mm-hmm. really told this was a big deal. So they kept it from you, the severity of it? Well, Susie definitely did, but she was so strong and so... Um, positive. Mm-hmm. But I guess my my advice, Adam, is feel your feelings. I totally get you're a dude. I know that's hard. Um if you need to speak to someone, do. And your family and friends are gonna be awkward. They're mm-hmm. going to be so awkward because they're worried and they love you. And so I just you're gonna have a lot of emotions going on, but I would just if this were if this were me, I would say, okay, uh, this sucks. I have cancer, just like you know. And I'm not comparing it, but the pandemic, it's happening. Mm-hmm. We have no control over that. But what you do have control of is, okay, like let's research different doctors. What doctor should I go to? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how can I make this 
uh, a little more Adam friendly. Mm-hmm. Like I go the, you know, I love Starbucks. So if I was going to the doctor, I would reward myself with Starbucks after. Or, you know, uh, there are support groups. And I know that sounds lame, but I know they meet on Zoom. Um, and there's for people with cancer, people with depression, people with all the support there is. There is like stuff out there. So yeah. you're not alone. It's hard to navigate this, especially during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I wish you nothing but happy vibes and, and keep all that toxic. Those toxic people, it, those uh, Barbaras in your life, get them the hell out. Yeah. Cut the fat. Because guess what? You need to be around people that love you, and that is going to help you get through this. Yeah. I feel awkward giving advice to someone who has cancer, since I have no experience with I that. I don't either. But, um, well, I mean, my well, sister you had did. Experience well, with it, but, but it's not. I didn't have it. But I try to... I, I don't know. This is something I've been dealing with in the last few years. I don't know if it's getting older, having like a midlife crisis thing. But I think ever since my dad died, um, I've really learned... I know this is such a cliche and it's so vague, but to to live in the moment, to live day to day. Uh, I think young people, especially me, uh, when you're growing up in your teens, 20s, 30s, we have a tendency to always look towards the future. You know, what's my life going to be like in 10 years, in 20 years, whatever. Um, But in the last few years, I've learned to kind of pivot out of that and literally enjoy each day and, and be appreciative for what I have. Mm. And I tell you that sometimes. Like, oh, I'm so appreciative of this and this and this. And I think it's important to live. I know that's vague. I know that's just a saying. But but to appreciate where you're at in this moment. What am I going to do today? You know, what am I going to do this evening? You know, what challenges do I have for the day? What goals do I want to accomplish for today? Even if they're minuscule. But to really just appreciate life. Because... I don't know, the midlife thing, it just hit me that, like, that's our most coveted resource is time. Yeah. Like, every minute that passes, not to sound bleak, but is a minute we're never going to get back again. Yeah. And I really, um, and that's even how I deal with, like, um, adversity, like, family members and things like that. Like, I'm not going, not even, family's not a good example, because family, you have to be a little more forgiving and resilient, but just... I'm not going to spend time with people I don't want to spend time with. I'm not going to do things I don't want to do. Some things you have to do. You know, you got to pay your bills and go to work and stuff. But I'm just, I'm real stingy with my time. And it's just because that's time I'm never going to get back. The clock is ticking on all of us, whether we have an illness or not. The clock is ticking on everybody. So it just, it has taught me to A, not waste time on people that are toxic like, I'm not giving you five minutes or an hour or a day of my time, you asshole. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just not. And, and you know that. I don't spend time yeah. with people I don't want to spend time with. And B, I'm going to be appreciative of what's in front of me in this moment. You know, what, what I'm going to do today, what I'm going to do this week. Uh, I, I'm just more uh, in the moment and appreciative of what's going on around me as opposed to always looking further down the road. I used to always look. Yeah, you're a future I used to always look looker. 10, 15 years down the and road. And see, I'm a past looker. I, mm-hmm. I remember things, and that makes me sad at times, you know, like, oh, what I didn't do. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know. And I, I totally agree with you. Like, being present is so important. Mm-hmm. But being present is also knowing 
like Adam, some days you're going to wake up and you're not going to have much energy to do much. And that's okay. So being present in that day is, all right, today I'm going to, I'm going to just try to watch a fun movie I like, try to not, you know, get rest. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, and I think it's really hard during life events that are hard. Um, Ah, get all choked up. That's all right, boo. Uh, you know, I think it's super hard when you feel alone. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when I was in the hospital in New Orleans. It's not the same thing. I, but I had to go into surgery. And I remember the only thing it, it, that flooded my mind was I just... And I don't pray. I mean, I'm very, I've been church shopping. According, I would always tell my mom I'm church shopping every uh-huh. Sunday because she'd ask if I went to church. But I just prayed for every, every single person in my head. I was just like, oh, I pray for Amy Stevens from, you know, elementary school. I pray for Dave. I pray for, you know, like it was, it was kind of like my final call mm-hmm. of, okay, what if I don't wake up from this? Mm-hmm. And... There was no hate. There was no anger. It was like, oh, I, I wish I could tell these people how much I love them and, and what they mean to me. And mm-hmm. and so I I share that just to say you're not alone and this is happening and it sucks and being in the moment is going to help so much and also knowing there are other people on this journey with you who are sick as well. And that that always helps me. Mm-hmm. I remember going on um, after mom passed away. I just went on uh, dead parents or something <laughs> dot com. Deadparents.com. They're all dead. No, uh, it was a group on Facebook mm-hmm. of people that have lost their parents. Mm. And weirdly, it helped me so much. It gives a private group and because you're going through the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. So that if you are, you know. That that's helpful. Mm-hmm. That would be something I would suggest. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's online groups. Um, I think, yeah. Having not experienced this, I would imagine that that's got to help. Yeah, just knowing that there are other people that are going through what you're going through right now, and to tell people, you know, hey, I'm going through something, and I'm scared, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, vulnerable vulnerability. I'm learning is so great mm-hmm. because you could just say, hey, I'm feeling lately I've been trying to do this with my family and, and do better. Like, oh, this really makes me anxious. So can you just let me know what time? Mm-hmm. Because it makes me nervous. Yeah. And and to explain people your mindset because they're they're going to be your friends and family and people are going to be like, uh, what do we do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so they're going to be acting weird. So you're going to have to kind of direct certain things that you need. Yeah. But... Yeah, Adam, I'm sorry. Yeah, man, there's nothing we can really say. Um, Except you're going to do great. Yeah. You're going to find doctors, and so much has changed. Like, and so I know, much has changed with the cancer game. Well, I, I know, but it has since 1997. Yeah, I mean, and I know that that, um, I don't know exactly what the survival rate is, but I know it's not one of the worst. Uh, you know, for example, I think, like, pancreatic cancers. Yeah. You get but even that, that, you know, you know, also I would like to share that my Nana had all the breast cancer. <laughs> that sounds, I'm not laughing at breast cancer, but oh boy, poor girl, a lot of cancer. And her doctor told her when she was 70, you have six months to live. And that bitch made it to 82. Wow. So there you go. Like sometimes, you know, it, 
people don't know. And mm-hmm. honestly, I do think getting your mind positive and right, mm-hmm. not fake, not I'm going to avoid, but like, okay, this is happening. This is a challenge, but I got this. Yeah. Adam, hang in there, man. Sorry to hear that. Check uh, in with yeah. us, please. Call back. Let us know how your progress is going. And, uh, yeah, keep your chin up and positive thoughts, And man. you know what, Adam? Get a fun hat. Get a Why fun not? hat. Yeah. <laughs> that, that always makes me feel better, even though my head's lopsided. I like hats, so. Well, and I don't know. live the hell out of your life. Yeah. No matter if you got a month or 30 years left. Live your life. Have fun. Tell that person that you love them. Yeah. Tell that, you know, if you if you have an ex-boss that you want to just <laughs> apologize to. or No, really. I mean, it's almost like making amends yeah. and like going through your catalog of your life and being like, wait, what relationships do I want to mm-hmm. grow and which ones do I want to take a big old pee on? Am yeah. I right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was weird at the end. Sorry. <laughs> Moving along. Hey, Dave. Hey, Katie. Uh, it's Matt. From Modesto, um, I uh, started listening to the pod uh, a couple months ago and was surprised to hear about you guys um, on and off and, you know, back and forth and whatnot. Um, I also kind of am in that situation right now. So I dated uh, this girl for like two years, roughly, on and off. It was real back and forth. You know, sometimes we break up for, you know, weeks. Other times it would be for months, um, but it's been a couple years since the final break, and um, she's dating someone else now currently. But she uh, she messaged me online, and uh, I think she wants to like try again. Um, just wondering, uh, what do you guys think about that? Um, I'd be willing to try again. I just don't know. If she actually, like, wants to or is just, you know, not sure what to do at this point. But uh, any advice you guys could uh, throw my way, that'd be awesome. Love the pod. Um, Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. Matt from Modesto. Oh, hi, Matt. Thanks for checking in, buddy. Uh, That's a tough one, always. That is so hard. Uh, And, yeah, we've talked about that, uh, our own uh, (laughs) cumulative experience with that. Uh, Sometimes it's worth, I mean, I feel like we're a testament to. A second look. It's worth giving a second or third or twelfth chance. (laughs) Uh, And then sometimes it's not. I think you got to. I think you got to trust your gut. I I can honestly say, Boo, that every time we split, that uh, I always was interested in. I don't know. I was. I knew the potential that you and I had together, mm-hmm. and I was always frustrated that we never reached that potential. But I didn't let that frustration turn into hopelessness. I I, I used it, and I was like, Nah, we can. We can do this. I I knew that what you and I had, I knew that our bond was worth trying again and again and again. And and we did. I mean, we oh joke boy. about it, but we were on again, off it's, again a it's lot. It's hilarious that we're together. A lot. It's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I knew, I just wanted to be with you. I loved you so much. Uh, but yeah, it was just tough to figure out... <laughs> Uh, why was this person and I in each other's lives, but clearly we triggered each other mm-hmm. and, but I couldn't let you go. And, and that 
that was hard. Because mm-hmm. then I just felt like a needy, you know, lady that's like, oh, I'm going to go. But I think you have to realize, like, what does this person bring to my life? Mm-hmm. Is Do I miss them? Am I bored? Or was there something deeper? Yeah. And to return, if you're going to give it another chance, it, you need to make it on your, like, you... I think you have to have a talk and be mm-hmm. like, hey, this is where I was coming from. I'm afraid that you're going to do this, this, and this again. Mm-hmm. I was really hurt. This is my perspective. Like, you got to have, like, a come-to-Jesus moment. Yeah, yeah, you got to put all your talk. cards on the table. And be like, okay, I'm willing, however, mm-hmm. this is what I want from you. Yeah. Or let's try. Or if there was communication issues, let's go to a counselor. Like, there's a solution, but, yes, it will take work. Mm-hmm. And is this person a healthy person in your life that makes you want to do better or somebody that just brings excitement in negative ways? Mm-hmm. It's a hard Yeah, line I know to, what you're saying. Yeah. Excitement. That's, that's a good way to put it. Do, do they bring... Is it excitement or is it nerves? Yeah. Are you nervous and scared? Well... Which it, can be, you know... Ultimately, it all comes down, at least for me, is, you know, can I live without this person? And with you, it was like, no, even with all our issues. It was so annoying. Time, Me too. I was like, no. I was like, I, I wasn't ready to give up. <laughs> Whereas like sometimes, and that really was the case with me and you, it was... Uh, me personally, I was like, no, I know that we can do better. I know what we're capable of. We're, we haven't, at that time, we haven't achieved it yet, but I, I just knew that we were capable of more, and I knew that I wanted to keep trying. Whereas with other relationships... When they end, you're like, oh, I'm surprised it lasted this far. I've We've wrung every drop of good out of this relationship. There's no more good left. Time to split ways. Yeah. Good riddance. And I don't think, I seriously think you're the only relationship that when it ended, I, I, I still wanted to fight for it. Oh. Like, seriously, there was others where it was like, no, this is... We gave yeah, it. We well, gave it enough time. It is very obvious this is not going to work. Thanks, but no thanks. Good luck. And you're very cut and dry. Like, thank you, but that's very sweet. I I am not. I am very. I put in so much into relationships that I see it as, oh my god, it's a failure. Like, at least I want a friendship out of this, or at least I want a blood out of this. And that's the one thing I will say, Matt, is if. If that's the case, like you put in so much time or you put in this is a person that you brought home for the first time or whatever it is, yes, that is true. But if you have to, if this person isn't going to meet you halfway, if boundaries, like you broke up for a reason, you know, you have to protect your heart. Mm -hmm. So don't, I don't know, I I would write out a list. I was told this by a counselor, one of my many counselors, but write a list of Uh non-negotiables. So just things like what you need in a partner, what you want in a partner. I've seen girls with lists that are like, uh, like 200, which Mm -hmm. is a little much, but you know, just have some standards for yourself then and be really honest, you know, look, okay. Is this person capable of this? Mm -hmm. Is she this person? Or am I just kind of bored and it's quarantine and I'm lonely and yeah, you and that's know? the key word there. Make sh- bored. Yes. Um, make sure you're just, you're not just bored and lonely. And I, I think I've said this before, but I have a theory that uh, most people, and I genuinely believe this. I think most people 
would rather be with the wrong person than no person. Meaning, yes, I agree. A lot of times people stay in relationships just because it's better than being alone. And I don't think it's intentional, though. Really? I think. What do you mean? Well, when people do that, I think it's one of those, oh, I need this in my life. Uh-huh. Um, I think a lot of it is subconscious. Like, okay. Is that sub- subconscious, right? Sorry. <laughs> I can't. Well, I don't know what you're uh, Oh, uh, like it's it's just something unconsciously, uh-huh. unconsciously. You just kind of like, oh, I need a partner. Like mm-hmm. I've always had that. Yeah. Or if your parents were always together or maybe they were divorced and they always had a partner. Like the blueprint in your head is, okay, I need this person in my life. Just like you need a best friend or mm-hmm. you need a job or whatever. So I, I could kind of get that. But yeah, if you're... A lot of times people are just with people, and I agree with you, uh, because they're deflecting from themselves. Yeah. And they don't want to look and be like, wait, why do I have to constantly uh-huh. be in a relationship? Am I happy? What do I want? You yeah. know, and taking that pause is scary. But it's important. It is important. The, the irony is I think you got to learn how to be with just yourself before you can be with someone else. So yeah. You now have you to do. be comfortable in your own skin. Com- I'm not saying you got to devote yourself to a life of celibacy or become a hermit, but you, you do need those periods of time of just, you need to take a month off or a year off of, you know, I, I've complained before, like every girl I've ever dated pretty much as soon as we broke up, like within weeks, they had a new boyfriend yeah, and that always just kind of irked me. It's like, you don't want to take some time to just figure out what the hell's wrong with you? You got to just constantly jump from relationship. I don't think that's healthy either. I think no, you need I don't, to I don't learn. Think so. To yeah. be alone, to appreciate being with someone else. And to know that because once you accept or, or conquer loneliness as a concept, then you know, oh, I'm when you're with that next person, you're with them because you truly want to be with them, not just because I'd rather be with them than being alone. Yes. So you need to be comfortable being alone. So that you know that you can do that if you had to. Therefore, when I'm with you, when I'm with another person, it means I genuinely want to be with them, not just a person who, mm-hmm. you know, w- wouldn't make me alone. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, you have to ask yourself, are, are you bored? Are you, you know. Are they bored? Are they bored? Are you nostalgic? Is it like, well, we, you know, it didn't work, but I had some good memories and I'd like to have those again. And that's hard. It's hard when you, if you break up and they're good people, but you just can't for your own heart's mm-hmm. sake, keep them in your life. And, and that's, that's you doing a good thing then, mm-hmm. because you, you're going to have to be the stronger one to say, I'm, I'm just assume if, if it doesn't work out, but mm-hmm. just to be like, okay, no, like I cannot be friends with you. I cannot do this. And every time you want to call or text or whatever, you have to say, like, no, let them go. Mm-hmm. Like, let them go. Let them find their way. And and guess what? Fun fact. If you're meant to be, you're going to be meant to be. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. If it doesn't feel right right now, and you know in your heart of hearts, like, uh, what am I doing? It's probably not the right time. Yeah. But that's okay. Maybe in a month it will be, or a year or two, or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I mean, I know it's trite to say, but you really got to trust your instincts. Yeah. Like, I've always... If that person makes you smile and makes you be like, I want to do better, and I want to I wanna hang out and do nothing, and they're the funnest, 
then yeah, there you go. Yeah, great point. That's that's something I was searching for. But yeah, you have to ask yourself, do I know this is obvious, but do I genuinely enjoy their company? Yeah. Or again, is it just better than no one? Right. And with you, I try to tell you this a lot, boo, but like not to get all sappy, but you make every day feel like vacation. Like I'm genuinely excited to wake up and see you. Ah. And uh I I've had relationships where it was the exact opposite like ugh she's still here. <laughs> and that's a clue. That's that's what we call a clue of maybe this isn't a healthy relationship. But if if you genuinely desire their company and and you and I are great at this like we don't have to necessarily well we can't now with covid but like <laughs> we don't necessarily have to go on a date or go do a thing for me to have fun with you. Yeah. Like literally walking Charlie together is fun for me. Yeah, same. Sitting down and watching a stupid TV show with you <laughs> is fun for me. Yeah. And uh, I, I can't say the same for past relationships. Like sometimes their annoyances or their flaws, if you will, were just, they were, they superseded any positive stuff that was going on in the relationship. Like I couldn't get around these certain flaws. So ultimately, and like, like with us, we were on again, off again, because I guess because we saw each other's flaws, but, and I've, I'm, I'm very proud of what we've accomplished to, to persevere that on again, off again for all those years, because we both kind of went back to our own respective drawing boards, yeah. did a little work on ourselves, yeah. rather than constantly pointing out what's wrong with you or you pointing out what's wrong with me, we both kind of went back to our own drawing boards, yeah. did a little work on each other made some tweaks, and then organically the universe put us back together. And then at that point, it was like, oh, we've kind of both fixed the things that were problems for the other. Yeah. And now it's just good times. And that's how I feel in this current administration. I agree. Three and a half years in this current administration. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Hey, yeah. We're doing it. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, but, it's it's tough, man. It's tough to know what the right thing to do. It's tough to know the uh, the intent of the other person. It's tough to know the intent of yourself as far as why why am I getting back with this person? Is it because I'm just bored and lonely, or do, or can I not live without them? Right. So. And it is. I mean, uh, I I'm so I'm such a codependent monster. So I get the like. Being with somebody or trying to make something happen, like, okay, I'll ignore that. or But, you know, it's an old saying, but every pot has a lid. Mm-hmm. It's true. And if your lid is too big for a pot, yeah. it's not supposed to be. Yeah. And that's okay. There's a bigger pot out there. There's a lot of pots is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I, uh, a gal I dated real casually years ago i uh, i remember this I, I wasn't trying to hurt her feelings but i diagnosed our problem and it hurt her feelings i said you're trying to force a connection that's just not there oh that it, is it, it just wasn't i know it just but, wasn't you know oh. and i saw it and she should have seen it well she probably felt it and that's probably you know she was trying to make something happen mm-hmm. but you just can't force it if there's not yeah. A connection, if there's not a true bond, you can't force it. It has to organically be there. And if it's not there, it's not there. And that's not to say, like, 
early in a relationship, there's not a connection. It's not to say that that can't grow into something, but with this particular relationship I'm talking about, I just knew like, oh man, you're, you're really trying to crack a hollow nut. Yeah. So it's just, well, just not you know, there. Is this something you even want right now? Like, wait, do you want a relationship right now? Or should you, or do you want to get married in like five years? Do you want to have kids? Like these are things you should ask yourself. And then, this person is going to be integral <laughs> into all your future plans. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I would just take a pause, and I know it's easy to just remember the good times, but why? Why was there a breakup? Yeah. I don't know. And you, you have to be honest with yourself. Am I bringing to the table what needs to be oh, brought? Oh, Lord. Like, I always Oof. found it funny that people, and this is easy for a fat guy to say, but people spend so much time on vanity. People spend so much time on how they look. Uh, what their physique is like, what their face looks like, well, what yeah. their clothes. And I get that that's important. <laughs> but like sometimes it's like you, you realize none of that's the problem. Like no matter what kind of clothes you wear or how good a shape you are, you're still an asshole. Yeah. Like you need to work on the intangible stuff, the stuff that's not so obvious sometimes. The, the heart stuff. Mm-hmm. And that is hard because we all have coping mechanisms of... Uh, and, you know, a lot of times we we are really in love or connected to um, our parents. It's really funny. Like, girls usually date a lot of guys that match their dads. Mm -hmm. And guys usually date their moms unconsciously. Mm -hmm. But, like, they just, you know, it's what we're drawn to. So are those relationships in your life good? Is she like your mom? Do you, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you just kind of have to take yourself out of it Mm -hmm. and look at the bigger picture. Because your heart is is precious, and you have to you have to respect it, Matt. Your heart's precious, Matt. <laughs> you got is. a precious heart, I buddy. Hate, I knew you were going to do that. You take care of that heart, Aww, buddy. Let us know what's going on, Matt. Good luck, buddy. Uh, but just choose wisely and understand. You know, hey, if it works, great. But understand if it doesn't. Uh, again, I know it's trite, but uh, there, there's other folks out there. And, and yeah, like RuPaul says, you got to love yourself before you yeah, love anybody you else. You really do. I, and and th- I think that going back to the ex-girlfriends always jumping into a new relationship, I think that's part of it of just like, no, you got to learn to love yourself. You got to learn to understand yourself and, and learn to stand on your own two feet and not just fear being alone for a while. Well, and it and it's okay to have this go into that boundary conversation of like, hey, when you say this, it makes me want to jump into a fire. Uh-huh. So can you please not say that? Yeah. And like, I feel like you need to explain your your. We're all different board games, so mm-hmm. you're going to explain your instructions. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not a mind reader; she's not going to yeah. know. Okay, so here are my instructions. Does that work for you? If not. Then find another game. Well, and especially in a scenario where you're getting back with someone or considering, like, someone you've already been in a relationship with, if you're going to revisit that, y'all both need to be very clear on, okay, what went wrong the first time? Yeah. And what what have I done to improve? What have you done to improve? What can we do for each other? Like, you can't just blindly get back and then you know like i think i said this last week that old saying i love if you do what you've always done you'll get what you've always got yeah you can't just blindly get back into the same habits that broke y'all up in the first place yeah you gotta make some adjustments so also though matt buy yourself a hat get a hat everybody (laughs) (laughs) we're so hung up on hats today oh you're such a silly goose oh boy all right let's uh land this plane Okay. Uh, yeah, this is a lot of fun. 
Uh, it was a lot of fun other than uh, oh, <laughs> other than Adam and his lymphoma. Way to go, Adam uh, and leukemia or whatever. Just kidding, Adam. <laughs> just kidding, Adam. I hope that Best made you of laugh. Best luck to you, buddy. Don't. Oh, Keep boy. us posted. Keep your chin up. Uh, guys, thank you so much for the calls. Uh, if you haven't done it already, uh, grab that phone and create a new contact called The Stonebergs. Yeah! Uh, 562-548-2012, in that order. Call us 24-7. And, uh, yeah, we, we, got a, we got a big bank of calls here. If you if we haven't got to your call yet, uh, we We're, probably yeah. will. We will. There's a few that I'm like, meh, not going to hear that one. Uh, but I would say 95% of these calls that we get are, are good questions, good calls. Oh, and the nicest humans ever. Yeah, Thank and if you. we haven't gotten to them yet, it's just, uh, you know, we're trying to keep the podcast uh, somewhat tight and orderly we're not trying to give you a, a joe rogan four-hour episode yeah so uh you know we try to keep it to three or four calls a week but uh, we'll get to you eventually uh but guys thank you so much thank you guys for listening please tell a friend spread the word oh please um i know i say it in the outro but yeah take it man it'd mean a lot if you if you took a few seconds and, and gave us a rating and or review on itunes uh that really helps uh where can we find you on instagram boo kt low strandberg the letter K, the letter T, L O W, like a strand of hair, B E R G. Your Instagram. Still doing your stories. Doing the stories. Yeah. I, I got a little, listen, I got a little side carried away with the organizing, but don't mm-hmm. worry, guys. I'm on my organizing journey and come, come and watch my stories while I walk my dog and scare neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Boo, do you have anything to plug? Uh, not really. I mean, you know, Boogie Monster every Tuesday with Cal and myself. I imagine most folks listening to this probably heard about it from Boogie Monster. So, and word of mouth, any word, word of, of mouth? Not this week. I'm going to save that one until I. I I'm reading Ooh. a book right now. I want to wait till I finish it so I can give a real thorough uh, recommendation. But I'll, I'll hopefully I'll be done with that book next week. I we'll I have a word that. of mouth. What do you have, guys? Listen to all my friends out there that like the Bravo universe, aka Real Housewives mm-hmm. franchises. I invite you. To get into Uh-oh. the Real Housewives of Potomac, guys, it is life changing. It is full of drama. Is it life changing, Boo? Yes, it's changed my life this week. I love it because they're just so fun. Yeah. And there's a scandal with one of the house husbands Uh-oh. who grabbed a cameraman's ass. Uh oh. This is big stuff. So I suggest start with season three. Mm-hmm. And then continue on. Then you could revisit one and two if you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. So you're welcome. <laughs> Real Housewives of Potomac. Bravo. <laughs> Things are weird. That's all right, boo. We all need our, <laughs> our guilty pleasures. Uh, cookbook still for sale at uh, dumbdavestone.com. Got three different uh, versions, three different volumes, rather, of my um, kitchen survival guide. Uh, Heck yeah. One for 10, you get two for 16, all three for 20. Uh, DumbDaveStone.com. Uh, offer still stands. If you're uh, in a pinch and you need some recipes, uh, I give it to you for free. What do I care? But uh, if you want to purchase them, that's fine too. So just uh, check them out at DumbDaveStone.com. And just to review, uh, I, I'm not, my website isn't uh, the most user friendly. Uh, I'm still bumping around trying to figure it out. But if you, uh, if you PayPal or Venmo me, I will get that. And then I will then email you the uh, PDF e-cookbooks. I've got a lot. Of, sometimes people are like, you know, I PayPal you. Where's my cookbook? I'm like, it was three minutes ago. <laughs> Give me a second to read the email. I will respond. Um, but, yeah, Yay. still moving those cookbooks. And uh, probably 
working on volume four right now. I don't know if it's going to be volume oh, four man. or I'm going to, I might combine all of them together into one big cookbook. So I'm excited for, oh, there's I some stuff know. you've discovered in this oh, quarantine. This week, this Woo! week, uh, barbecue chicken fried rice. Delicious. Now, I know that a lot of Chinese restaurants talk about barbecue pork or barbecue, but Let's be honest. It's not real barbecue. It's good stuff, but I'm talking smoked over hickory wood chicken, chopped up and then incorporated into a fried rice dish with my peach barbecue sauce. I created that this week. It was the greatest thing I've ever eaten. Pretty good. Oh my gosh! Pretty good. Delicious. Yeah. Delish. Yeah. I uh, I smoked some uh, chicken thighs over hickory wood, chopped them up, uh, had some good rice, just steamed up some white rice. Uh, threw it all in the big cast iron skillet with some uh, onions and carrots and bell peppers, and then uh, used some of that uh, barbecue sauce to kind of kind of get it all gooey. And oh boy, it's good times. It was delish. So that'll probably be in uh, the next volume I'm, I'm working on. So, anywho, all right, boo. Let's uh, let's get back to painting and organizing. Oh, and hang, I'm excited. Curtains. I got to go to Walmart to get some dollar tubs. <laughs> I- <laughs> I have to get tubs. <laughs> anyway, they're tubs. called stackables. Stackables. Anyway, it's for my shoes. It's, <laughs> all right. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at The Stonebergs Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at The Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening. Sam has Assets deployed, Mr. Wrench and Mr. Numbers. Three days plus lodging plus mileage. You want the, uh, bottom line, they don't think, our guys, they said, doesn't look related to the business, could be extramarital on the wife's side. So, uh, now they're en route to a second location to apprehend who we, uh, think is responsible. Dead. What's that? Not apprehend, dead. Don't care extramarital. Don't care not related. Kill and be killed. Head in the bag. There's the message. Oh, Lord, yeah. Okay, thank you.